0: back to another episode of Real Estate Renovators. For those who don't know, I'm sure everyone knows now, but I have to say it anyway because I get in trouble from my two (laughs) co-hosts if I don't. Real Estate Renovators is is the business advisory show for real estate professionals. Now, today we have a a great guest on board. Um, I think Bill picked him because he's also Greek like Bill. Uh, Bill. And handsome
1: like me too. Well, debatable, but we're going to go with it because I I know
0: you're feeling good today. Finder carcas's
1: what? Well done. Thank you. Well Thank done. you.
0: I am European, you know, so I can, you know, accentuate some words. But Bill, take it away. Tell us all about Mr. Manos Findacarkas.
1: So Manos is a great client of ours at PropTech Group. And he's been, he's had eView group now for the last 15 odd years before they had a very successful agency in his own right. And actually prior to that, he was actually in hospitality with a very successful business. So being an entrepreneur for a long time. He's even written a book about business as well and entrepreneurship. So you can look that up as well. Um, But in the last 15 years, EVU Group has grown to over 84 offices, 413 employees, hugely successful and really look forward to having a chat to him um, throughout the next sort of period.
0: Super fascinating conversation ahead, guys. And we really sort of draw into his recruitment strategy, the culture and the success behind the EVU Group. So we look forward to you looking forward to this episode with Manos Bintakakis. And welcome, we have the man that we've just introduced, Manos Findekakis. Thank you so much for taking your time to come down and be with us today, Manos.
2: Thanks for having us, Chanel. Really excited to be here.
0: Great to have you. A big trip down from a beautiful part of the world of Mornington Peninsula. Yes, it
2: has been. It's uh, And it's a beautiful day. And to come to, obviously, to this part of the world and be up on the penthouse floor to have all these beautiful views. Sensational. Really glad to be here.
0: No, thank you so much. So let's start, Manos. It all started for you in November of 2006 on the Mornington Peninsula. Let's fast forward to today. How did you grow to 84 agencies with over to be specific, guys, 413 employees mm-hmm. today in Australia.
2: Um, with a lot of passion and a lot of belief and a, a lot of uh, grind, uh, to be truthful, uh, and obviously to follow a vision. Uh, when we entered real estate, I came into real estate absolutely kicking and screaming. I actually came into it because I lost a bet with my wife, my beautiful wife <laughs> Maria, <laughs> and we're She's still a married. As well, yes, is. Yes, we're still married. So I don't know <laughs> after after. No, that's what the no. bet was. Yeah, so I was I was running a hospitality business at the time, like Jake's Fish and Chips. So those people on the Mornington Peninsula in the southeast would probably know the brand. We had seven stores. We had about 200 uh, employees, all aged between the age of, you know, 15 to 18. Uh, you can imagine the hormone levels we had to deal with. The, and a Greek
0: bit. with a fish and chip shop. I that's know, unique, I know. isn't it? Never heard that one before. It was a, it was
2: a chain of stores. Yeah, I know. That's, that's you a worked fair worked in one, did yeah. yeah. That
0: was a kebab shop. Thank you
1: very oh, much. <laughs> and... and Manos, I've got to ask, what, what, um, what bet did your wife lose to still have to be married to you now? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my, my business partner, Arthur, goes, Manos, you're all at our wedding. He was also my best man, Arthur, oh. Arthur Prios And uh, yeah, great gentleman. And he said to me, Manos, you'll always wear the pants in the family, but Maria's always going to choose the colour and how that that's <laughs> Um But, you know, fast forward, lost a bet with her. She was really passionate about, I mean, we had this uh, very successful chain of hospitality stores. Um, but it's obviously for those people being in hospitality, it's a tough gig. Mm. You know, it's a six, seven days all week. It's really, you know, seven in the morning, eleven o'clock at night. You're always on, hard work. And my my wife wanted, was always looking for the opportunity to have a bit of a lifestyle uh, change because it wasn't really a great lifestyle. She always looked at opportunities, and someone said to her, "You'd be really good at real estate." And from that comment, she entered into real estate, found a job. One year later, yeah, yeah, interesting. I I came into real estate, absolutely kicking and screaming Chanel. (laughs) um, Really trying to keep a long story short. Um, uh, Yeah, we entered real estate because I lost the bet that she she fell in love with real estate. Real estate fell in love with her, and she wanted her own office. But we couldn't do both, and we had to make that sort of decision. She secured an office. I lost the bet. And then I came With into 413
3: real estate. employees. One would say, "Real estate loves you." 100. Yeah. Uh, percent yeah, to lose. The, yeah, yeah, it was
2: the first nine months. I came to work in a denim suit. Make sure I, I said, denim suit. Denim suit. 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 Oh Chanel. My. I wasn't. I. I, I didn't. Um, yeah, back, I was stuck in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 80s. It was. Always, yeah, 30s, yeah, almost. <laughs> um and. Uh, the the opportunity that I had coming into it without listing and selling and not being an on-the-ground salesperson really gave me a helicopter view of how actually real estate works. And we entered a franchise business, so we were part of a franchise. We had a small office. Uh, in in um, on the Mornington Peninsula in Frankston East, um, and from there we grew, uh, you know, our market share from zero to fifty five percent in our first twelve months. Wow. Ended up selling five hundred and fifty homes in wow. thirty months. So we we learnt all the mechanics of how to do real estate right, especially the administration side. So you know we held that for three years. That was from two thousand three to two thousand six, and then we took a year off, took a whole year off, went overseas, and said we have got to re- reinvent the space and came back and started EVU as, as a new way of doing business, and we've always looked at our agents as our customers, mm. um, and their customers was obviously the, the vendors and obviously the landlords. Can we
3: talk about EVU? Because for me, it's a very unique model. It's not a franchise model per se, where you know, you're. know it's not branded under EVU. Like, no one yeah. realises how many offices you actually do have. I went to one of your awards, and I was, I was fortunate enough to be invited, and I was shocked myself, and I know the industry relatively to be well, but... How, Talk us about your model because it's so
2: unique. Um, Yeah, and and we have grown uh, enormously. Last year, we on just on three billion dollars worth of property sales, so you know just just under three thousand wow. uh, transactions. That was last year, that was last During calendar year, calendar year. Yeah, wow. yeah. It was, uh, but you're Australia wide as well. Australia wide. Really um, I guess when we started Evu, we we provided a vehicle for our agents to drive. Um, we trained those agents to drive that vehicle. They drive right forward as uh, fast as they can, as long as they didn't drive it backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were the pit crew that serviced that vehicle. Um, and you know it was a branded. Car, vehicle, colour, eView, real estate and so forth. But fast forward 10 years into EVU, uh, we'd grown to six offices, uh, organic growth. Uh, it was a membership model of us providing services. I said, something's wrong with the model. I said, it's a little bit broken. We were expanding to adjacent um, uh, suburbs and I saw lead dilution because everyone's the same brand. And then when you talk to the vendors, and this has all been, you know, we were the first ones to come up with a, uh, the multi-brand real estate network. I said, you know what? We've got to provide the vehicle to our agents. Mm-hmm. We've got to service it, be the pit crew, train them, but we've got to allow them to personalise the number plate and choose their own colour. Mm-hmm. And that changed everything for us. As soon as people adapted that uh, mindset and that thinking, suddenly leads exploded for them, their growth, their passion for their own brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was stickability as well for them, and they were building their equity, and it was all about them. And, you know, as you know, as our... So our business more from b to c to a b to b business and that's that's how we, we grew
3: so you allow your not are not franchises are members no, they're members basically brand or whatever they want their own yep. branding and you mm-hmm. provide all the support and back end and technology
2: yeah definitely and uh, the way we've expanded is uh, from green sites as well so it's someone totally um, who's an established aide in in an area, and we create the brand for them and we do all the market research, all the business planning, to set up everything. And I mean the, the A to Z of everything in real estate, from your Google business to technology to the company structures to accounting, the whole lot. Start to finish.
3: And there's a work per, so if you want if I want a brand, I just pay per Brett, how does a Isn't fee it So
2: So, we have a membership fee because we provide essential services. For our membership fee, it's a 10% turnover. So, each office up to a million dollars in GCI pays 10%. Uh, once they hit over a million dollars, it goes down to 5%. So, if an office writes $2 million, uh, they're paying 7.5%. But for that, we provide all the administration services from answering the phone to doing their sales support doing their contracts, their trust accounting, the oh, reconciliation, wow. bookkeeping, employment agreements, start to finish. It's like as if an agent. So we've got to think of the agent as the customer. The agents are, Most agents are great at listing and selling property, yeah. and that's their genius work really at the end of the day. And there's lots of agents that aspire to be business owners, but some have the skill, but not everyone has the, the time as well to do it. So we've uh, enabled those agents to do exactly that without being, um, you know, bogged down in the back end of administration and learning everything that needs to know. And as you guys know, there's so much there's in recruitment, there's so much in legal, there's so much in technology. Yeah. Mate, it's pretty hard to do it on your own, and so and costly we, as well. Extremely costly. So. Yeah, that's that's our model and we provide those services and we use the economies of scale to be able to do that. It was actually easier for us to do it than actually to train their staff and employ
1: staff for them to do it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, but it's permeating through every industry now. Oh, where 100%. You know, there, there, there's so much information, there's so much technology out there now and it's about how can you create value and times have changed and, oh. and it sounds like how you're creating value. You're saying, right, right, you're good at a certain part of the process, let us take all that other worry away. And we know anyone that started a business knows how difficult it is and how time consuming it is. And all those things you have to learn from, you have to be a you know business card designer yep. to a website developer yeah. to a, all those things. And you're taking all that away from you. you Say, look, just go out and sell or go out and manage or do what you gotta do. A hundred percent. And I think the biggest thing about real estate right now for real
2: estate agents is actually understanding what it is that they re- truly want is to run a big business. And we have businesses turning over $6 million in GCI per, per year, and we have businesses turning over 500, both extremely profitable. Our pillars are support, profitability and freedom, um, making sure that they all work in unison. That's what, what our value proposition is to, to our agencies. Um, but not everyone aspires to run a team mm. and grow to $6.5 million. We have EBU's where we, we really structure the EBU's really exceptionally well and as a lead agent with an assist, a couple of assistants and they're writing over $2 million. And they're extremely profitable. And, and they have offices
3: out. and the like as well?
2: Or? 90% of our agencies do have offices. About 10% start off at home as well, but once they start to grow, so we, we go through, I have a, I have a saying, a volume is vanity and profit is sanity. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the volume is vanity, vanity and, and
2: profit is sanity vanity. so always look at the volume that uh, an agent uh, is going to do and just say okay where's where can we get biggest bang for your buck and where, where can we have profit into your business so you either grow into it Um, So, for example, a classic example is Foxton Wood, uh, one of our New South Wales team. Two young kids were in one agency uh, for 18 years. They started their career um, in this particular agency, really well known, but they aspired to do something for themselves. But the last thing they wanted to do was all the administration side. They joined us just at the end of uh, or the beginning of um, COVID. They had a six-month restriction of trade, so they couldn't operate within a particular area. But th- through that time, we're able to set them up, get them established uh, in regards from systems and process. But they started from home. In their first year, they wrote $1.4 million in GTI. Wow. With restriction, with restriction, Mm -hmm. right? So you can imagine what they could have done. They had freedom, they had total control, Mm -hmm. and now they've they've just moved into their office. So they had heaps and heaps of profit. I mean, just work out the maths. And you can see the profit without the stress um, because they could focus on what they do best. Profit
0: without stress wouldn't yeah.
2: have that been nice. yeah. that's
3: the dream I did not know it yeah. existed but well, maybe I should just
2: sign up yeah. <laughs> <Did> you do <laughs> legal
1: stuff one of the hardest things when starting a new business as a new business owner is knowing how to manage staff and yeah. how to do all those all those tedious things in the back end so if you could just concentrate on Doing the sales bit as a real estate agent and not having to worry about all those other tedious, really difficult things like recruitment, like legal, like tech. Mm. That that would make it so much easier for sure.
0: Absolute game. Before we continue on, Rexy, we'll be back after a very short break.
3: Welcome back. Manos, I want to talk about property management. We've spoken about sales a lot, but what happens with property management? Because, you know, it's an administrative task to some extent. um, And most salespeople probably realise the value in property management, but Mm. don't know how to do it themselves. So what does EV provide in terms of service?
2: Yeah, so the start to finish. So property management is one of those um, uh, parts of the business which is exceptionally necessary, but it's also a distraction from a sales agent doing what they do best, and obviously generating revenue in that sales. So you've got to be very, very mindful when you start a property management business that you're not... Uh, impacting your sales business. So that's number one. So for ourselves, we always identify what the needs are of the individual agent and their skill set. If their skill set is zero in property management, the last thing we want them to be doing is actual property management. So we'll do all their back-end administration services for them and help them get them uh, set up, do their first 10, 15, 20, 30, whatever it is, Um, and then also identify key team members uh, so they can actually employ a property manager. The whole goal is to get a property manager employed but as, you need to get a certain certain, certain, economic, economic Yeah, 100%. Stockale. You've got to get to 30. Well, it all depends. So, again, um, you know, we talk about buying rent rolls and the investment you have to different. make in buying yeah. a rent roll. And I always say to people, I say, well, okay, okay let's just pretend you put on a BDM at $100,000 for the year, 100 grand, mm. uh, which would be average for, for a BDM, mm. a great one, but your sales business can support that, mm. right? So it's, you know, $12,000 a month, whatever it is. Uh, eight thousand a month, I should say. Um, your sales business has got the profit to to obviously accommodate that. And you and I know from you know from a maths point of view and an economics point of view, if if you if you're using that money to invest in an employee, it's tax deductible um, income expenses. So it's actually costing you eight grand, it's costing you about five thousand. I Get really detailed mm-hmm. into the numbers. So really, for five thousand a month, you've got an invested person that's full time building a, an asset for you. To get that asset to twenty thirty, it's it's, it's very easy for BDM to get a, a division to 30, 50, 100 properties okay. depending on obviously the leads coming in from the sales department within one year. Mm. So if you look at it from a cost perspective, do I invest in buying once I have the cash flow to employ someone or do I invest mm. in uh, profits from my sales business into property management, again, which way would you go? And we've done it both ways. It's about finding we'll right BDM as well, I suppose. And the Very difficult to
0: find as well. Yes,
2: it is. And it's also the DNA of the sales agent because some sales agents aspire to have property management and they get into property management because they're going to be involved. They're the, they're the director. They're the owner now. Um, and it's going to take time away. And a lot of directors find that challenging. So sometimes it's better to partner up with another adjoining office that's got PM. And have a relationship with that uh, department, have retain some ownership and get some uh, profit out of there. So a lot of our team members are doing that as well. So again, Can you help facilitate that. hundred percent. Office there's Rex in real estate. There's not a one size fits all. Mm. And we're in a people business. Peoples have different aspirations. So our role is to amplify leaders in our in our organisations. As leaders, we're, our role is to identify those leaders out there and then to amplify them and give them the skill set, but also the different choices that they have that they might not have thought about and different um, ways of doing business and going through what is it you really want at the end. Is it ego? Volume is vanity, profit is sanity. Is it ego Mm -hmm. that you want to get to a 100 properties or is it you want an asset, Asset, wealth, or is it money you want to get recurring? What's the end goal? And then reverse engineer it to build a business plan. And you only have to do it once, and then everyone's on the same page. Their team's on the same page, we're on the same page, we're all, all driving the same goal to achieve that. And we have some phenomenal successes um, in our organisation from going from zero to three, 400 within the space of three years.
1: Yeah, and
2: being profitable, being debt-free, and there's acquisitions as well. And again, I'm really, I like acquisitions but you buy acquisitions when there's a distressed rent roll, not something that's been run perfectly.
0: Yeah. Can I ask Manos, and I think this is a question on a, on a lot of business owners and a lot of our viewers, you know, lips at the moment, essentially well, the, the recruitment problem that people yes. are having. And you seem to not have an, you know, any sort of issues with it. I mean, you've grown to 400 people. And I think with a lot of businesses, particularly a lot of businesses I work with, they're struggling to find talent. So how did you grow to mm-hmm. this size? And what is your strategy in place to be able to, You know, speak to people and get that buy-in for them for them to join. Yeah,
2: it's a great it's a great uh, question, Chanel, and it's I'd love to say we've got the the silver bullet for it, and it has been and it has been we've been very successful. um, You know, obviously when you compare, um, but it's about doing the grind. It's about. Mm. Uh, being uh, giving value out, value out to the community, so one of our big successes is myself, and Maria, and all our team are big on providing value without any expectation of return. So we're always speaking at conferences, always um, uh, pro- uh, being seen um, in the real estate community. You know, out of sight, out of mind, as they say. Um, always networking with our team, and you know, we 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 really focus that our organisation is a network. Um, and we're a cross-listing uh, network. And, you know, on the Mornington Peninsula, for example, uh, f- uh, two in seven of our sales are uh, cross-listed and sold between agencies, between different member agencies. You so you have that's-
3: a, a formula for it? Do like, you have a rule book within your agencies? Yeah, yeah definitely. So we have work. rules of
2: engagement yep. um, in, this, in the sense that, you know, uh, if someone lists a property, and that's uh, 75% of the commission will always stay with that agency and whatever that agency's, you know, obviously um, remuneration is for their team members stays in there. And if another agency sells it, it's 25% goes to the selling agency. And obviously it mm-hmm. happens within offices. So it's a 75, 25% suite. So we protect the the lister, yeah. but we also protect the vendor to make sure that there's that competition and we're introducing um, a reason. And it's huge for our uh, individual uh, uh, directors as well because when they're in the lounge room and say, so why list with one agency? We can list with a, a network of agents. Fascinating. Yeah. I think Rex
0: cut off my question a little bit there as he tends to do. <laughs> so, Manos, no, I, really, no, I really want to draw, like, are you cold calling other yes. agents? Are you Facebook marketing? Yep. Are you, and then once they're on, what's your retention rate like? Are you, yeah. are you holding on to agents for a long period of time? Because it seems like pretty much every business that we're working with are just losing talent and then yeah. having to rehire and then losing talent. So what, like, firstly, are you, are you cold calling, headhunting? And then what's your strategy to retaining people in your yeah, business?
2: Great. So from um, cold calling, yes, we do do the cold calling. So usually it's through introductions as well. So we have a referral program within our uh, network for obviously team members. And most of our growth has been has come from our internal team. It's like agents, you know, your best referers are people you've actually yeah. transacted so with. So you
0: offer, say, $5,000 if you refer a successful yeah, agent or it's, something yeah. like that. Okay. It's, it's an
2: on, ongoing um, revenue stream. And it's not something that we highly promote. Mm. Um, within your, it's, it's just when someone does a good thing, or by the way, this is how we're going to, like, oh, I didn't do it for that. And they never do it for that, do you know what I mean? Because it's bringing the right people. So that retains the, the culture. Um, we have had peers previously undetected recruitment errors. So, um, Ooh. yeah, Ooh, so <laughs> <weapon here. laughs> that, 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 that's not mine. That was Bradley Brown from Fletcher's. So we're good, we're good friends. And uh, I remember him saying that comment, you know, you, sometimes you make, you know, recruitment errors and we call them, phew, previously undetected recruitment errors. Um, so, I, again, I think going back to the type of people that we attract and we find, we have an email list, that we continually um, uh, send out blogs and uh, value add. We always invite people to our training sessions. So I think it's sort of like try before you buy sort of thing. So that's a really good strategy that we're using. So they can come in, they can be part of our social community, they can be part of our training sessions and see what we offer. And the most important thing I say, look, it's not always about Manos Maria and Arthur and all the rest of the corporate team and all our other business partners that we have in the organisation. It's about all the other members that you work with. So when you join a network, and that's why we class ourselves as a network, it's just as important who's in that network. So don't join, you know, the EVU group, even though we're rebranding, um, to um, yeah, to be with Manos and Maria. Join it for the adjoining offices. So we use that strategy. I like that. Yeah, because it's you I want it than culture. Hundred percent. It's all about sure. culture at the end of the day. We mm. talk a
0: lot about that mm. on this show, Manos. Mm. Bear with us. We'll be right back after a short break.
1: OK, so this part of the show, we're going to go into a bit more of a discussion and we're going to talk about a, a topic that's close to your heart. and know Manos, so the changing landscape of real estate in Australia. So tell us sir, where we're at in Australia and what do you think is happening moving forward? Yeah, I think uh, there was a lot of talk uh, a
2: few years back in regards to the disruption in real estate coming from the tech players going direct to the consumer. Uh, when I heard that, I went, yeah, no, nah, that's not going to happen because you can't replace the last 30 metres, the walk up the driveway. There's too much emotional um, connection in a sales transaction and you need um, that human element. And I think the more we embrace technology in in our uh, offering, the more the human element needs to be introduced. So I always felt that that was never going to happen. I think it was going to enhance the real estate process, Mm. make it easier uh, for the sales agent, more, more productive, I would think, more efficient. And of course, the client experience to be enhanced. And that's the whole purpose of it. Uh, but I always felt that disruption was going to come in the way that agents were engaging with their principals. So there's three types of businesses out there in in, in real estate. There's the micro businesses, the the EBUs that are really really profitable, r- run really mean and and lean. Um, then you have about 80 85 percent of the businesses that I call the corner store, the, the shop front corner store, the mum and dad sort of operations. i have got two or three sales agents, 100 200 um, uh, property managements, and then you have what we call the enterprise businesses. And I really feel that middle gap, we're going to lose. Yeah. That middle gap. I think over. we're already seeing that yes. happen we're now already. Definitely. In, the, in the space, yeah.
0: just with the changing landscape with, you know, the great resignation and all the yes. rest that's occurring. Mm. People are no longer drawn to the, mm. to the shop front. They're going to the bigger enterprises yep. because they're, you know, they're, they're tech savvy. There's flexibility. It, it's interesting you say that, that you predicted yeah. that because we see it from the recruitment front already happening now.
2: But I'd love to ask you, uh, Chanel, we're we're in the process of organising our team. Yes, I'll be your recruiter. (laughs) <laughs> to um go to a four day work week so we for all our administration staff we always talk about lifestyle for our agents we build these EBUs but our big goal is for our administration staff to go mm. to four days uh work week so we've got a process in place by the end of this year that without reducing their wages they obviously yeah, go to the four, four day work week we really want that for Ficious our
1: deteriorate. They've
0: already had studies of this. Mm. I think it's Sweden that's doing it yeah, at the moment. They, I think doing, so. productivity went
1: through the roof apparently. Yeah. Compressed
0: work weeks and and unfortunately with our sales agents we can't do it because it doesn't matter how compressed oh, they work seven we are days a week. we need yeah. them on but with mm. administration absolutely. Mm. And mm. yeah, I think the studies I'm I'm pretty sure don't quote me it was Sweden and the productivity is
2: yeah.
1: through the roof we won't tell I anyone no, no one's future. watching this diary but i think <laughs> Chanel, i think i uh,
2: in regards to real estate agents i think there's a myth that they have to be working six seven days a week oh
0: half of it's just they're fluffing around aren't yes they? and also
2: <laughs> structuring their business and we I, I call it hire a pa for your pa so we've got a process Please, yeah. in our in our in our business hire a pa for your pa so that you've got high value people in if it's an ebu or in your office that they're doing high value work and then get a pa for that pa to make sure that they're doing the lower value work and you're always technology looking can at come it.
3: technology coming into that lower 100% value definitely
2: value. and I'd call it outsourcing as well mm. i think if you look at your processes as a business and that's where the disruption is coming mm. outsource out one of my great themes with our team is outsource 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 if you can outsource everything and you've got a business and you're not even working in it you've got a great business you
3: yeah. know the changing,
2: what you said, I completely agree with that middle section is mm. deteriorating and it's
3: going to pass, not pass away, but it will get smaller. It's not efficient. It's Yeah, but it's still yeah. a service business. Real estate is always going to be a yeah. service people. It's about people entrusting you with their biggest asset to sell it or buy it, their biggest asset. So as much as technology plays a part, as much as big organizations or enterprises come into it, you still need that people yeah. element.
1: Yeah. It's yeah.
2: not going to work.
1: Always, always. Always tech's, a a, tech's an interesting one, you know, a, a prop tech group, obviously, you know, we're all about the tech and we work together pretty closely, but we're bet the farm on agency in Australia. Um, you know, we, we haven't we haven't developed technology that's going to displace agency because we mm. don't think technology will displace agency. You know, it's all about building technology that's going to enable the agents so that, you know, we talked about this quite a bit on this show, but about removing those menial tasks, automating as many of those as possible so that you can concentrate your time on what you're good at and what gives you the most value and what mm. gives your clients the most value, which is that face-to-face face one-on-one interaction yeah
0: well definitely. that's right bill i mean i've got a, a a client who has the the most up-to-date tech like it's next level it basically generates appraisals he's got everything but he can't find people and without the people there's no yeah. need for the technology so he's like bring me people because we've got all this tech automated but it just draws it back to the fact that yes you can have the best tech the fastest tech generated appraisals but if you don't have the right people in there Tech doesn't really exist. Tech only exists because of the people in the business.
2: Chanel, but I think the challenge we have in real estate because there's the shortage of supply of great talent out there. Everyone's everyone's talking about that. But from a recruitment point of view, start them young, uh, as in new to the industry and put a process in place. So you as a business owner, it's your responsibility to make sure that you've got that um, onboarding process and that mentoring process, especially for the first three, six, 12 months of the person's real estate career and the reality is in real estate and we've seen it so many times within our organization we've gone we've seen agents and they've got to have the right dna from zero to hero we're talking a million dollars in gci in their very first year of business Mm. and i think people have to understand that's where the changing landscape is and with the technology that's available the freedom of information like information is there Mm. how do i do what's the best Lead source for appraisals. Just Google that, and it's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, obviously the lead generation tech tools, all that.
1: Everything's at That's, our fingertips.
2: That just enables
3: people to 100%. do what they
1: do. You still need that people element.
0: Mm. Always.
1: You, mm. yeah. you know, Metos, um, we talked a bit about you know the new entrants to the market, and one industry that does that really well is the mortgage market, the mortgage broker market, yeah. market. The big uh, franchise equivalent in the mortgage market is the aggregator, um, and those aggregators run every single quarter or every single month. They run an academy. And new entrants into the industry, they give them, they help them do their course, they train them up and they bring them through the business because they know that there's only a certain amount of you know loan riders out there and it's and, and very hard to get the best ones. But if you can build through best practice guidelines, build the best operators from the start, they're going to be loyal and they're going to grow with you. So that that academy type um, environment. Really well, it sounds it well. like Eview is an academy because itself.
3: mortgage the aggregates, they don't brand it as... A brand, it's they just train people and give them the back end, which is what exactly your your Mm. company does.
2: Mm. Interesting.
0: Well, I think we could keep we could talk. For quite a while <laughs> on this i think we're gonna need, think we we need to come down to the mornington peninsula and Definitely. do a part b for this yeah. um but in the meantime thank you so much manos thank for being you. part of our show um i think there's a lot we can learn i think a lot of agents after watching this will be quite interested in the EVU franchise they can email their resumes to me at yeah. chanel <laughs> i won't I do that i won't do that <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning awesome. in and being part of real estate renovators thank see you so next thank time you.